Welcome to Making Conversations, a podcast from makers Gemma Millen and Robin Galway. Today we are making conversations with Martin Cameron and Laura Breen of Cameron and Breen, who are based in Randallstown, County Andrum, Northern Ireland. Hello and welcome back. This episode features two great makers, Martin Cameron and Laura Breen of Cameron and Breen, a collaborative from these two contemporary Irish goldsmiths. We spoke with Laura and Martin in their beautiful studio based in Randallstown and had a fantastic time learning about their story and what it's like working with each other. So I'll not delay this brilliant episode any longer. Here is our conversation with Cameron and Breen. So we're in Randallstown with the amazing Laura Breen and Martin Cameron, uh, whose brand is Cameron and Breen. And we are discussing their studio setup and their business as two people working together. Tell us a bit about yourselves. Oh God, right. Okay, well, I think you just very much said it there. <laughs> Our business is obviously Cameron and Breen. Uh, we set up in August time. August last year. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're just working on, currently working on different collections. So obviously we make jewellery first August and, and we're also doing like bespoke commissions. But at the minute that's really falls under the two things that our whole business is mm-hmm. um, in a very short kind of nutshell but <laughs> yeah. which is perfect for a podcast yeah. <laughs> no I mean you know yeah, yeah. that's what we do <laughs> um, and so I know you from university mm-hmm. um, how did you both come into jewellery and did you meet first at university did you Whenever you were in uni, did you think that you would be end up doing, you know, working together, or was this just something that kind of no, it definitely wasn't something that we thought would do together. And we, I don't actually remember the point at uni that we became even friends. Well, we went to London on a really awkward holiday together. Yeah, there was meant to be a group of us going to London. Um, everyone dropped out. Everyone else dropped out, apart <laughs> from me and Martin. So we ended up going together and actually had a brilliant time. Yeah. And yeah. sort of since then, like we've been friends. Yeah. And I don't know. It's yeah. I, don't, I remember whenever we were at uni, everyone always used to talk about like, oh, we can set up a studio or you know we can yeah. go into business. Or, you know, like you always had that conversation with, like your friends and stuff like that, and you were going into business with everyone. Yeah. But I kind of never had intended on it, and then I was after uni. I done a master's for a year, and then I took a year out, and then I got a job as a goldsmith in Newcastle, and then I just started working on my own. And I never, you know, really. I always liked the thought of having somebody else. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know yeah, how so it happened. After I graduated from uni. I took a year away to Australia and didn't do anything to do with jewellery or anything to do with my degree. I just wanted time to, I don't know, just see the world, get that out of the way, get that out of my system. Um, I came back for a year, sort of worked part time and did a bit of jewellery and stuff on the side. Decided it wasn't out of my system, so I went away to New Zealand for a year. Um, but I think it was maybe in the first six months I was in New Zealand, I mm. sort of had a feeling. I was like, I really, really know that I want to do jewellery now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what made it click in my head, but I just knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't think of anything else that I wanted to do. So I messaged Martin. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I know I'm in New Zealand, but um, would you fancy like going into business together or whatever, whenever I get yeah. back, whenever that is? And you like you tied straight away. He was like, "Yeah." Oh. I thought it would like need some convincing. Yeah. Um, but no, it was just like, yeah. And then sort of, yeah. we just kept in contact. I was mm. out there for another while, and yeah, we kind of got the ball rolling whilst I was away, yeah. and had things set up that when I came back, we were just straight into it. Yeah, because whenever the last like maybe three months that Laura was in New Zealand, mm-hmm. I had been planning on doing a wedding fair since so this was maybe like in june say um so that's then we started talking about it. i was like well i'm doing this wedding fair so if you come back yeah it was good know, we need to get stuff to made yes. for that which yeah. i probably wouldn't have made stuff for on my own i was just gonna go and have probably a wee book for appointments and <laughs> <Your> <laughs> my laptop. laptop with commissions <laughs> yeah. on it but i was like okay this would be good you know to make 
a collection or whatever. So literally, whilst Laura was in New Zealand, we were like sending designs and stuff like that. And yeah. every day, Laura was asking me if you thought of a business name yet. <laughs> and <laughs> obviously, it ended up being the totally original. <laughs> But it took three months to come up with that. Yeah, and then... <laughs> and yeah, so whenever she actually came back, it was literally like the first day that she was here. I think we just spent we just, all day yeah, literally... I mean, we probably went for lunch for three hours. And then <laughs> literally you had to start up making stuff like straight yeah. away. And that was it. Because yeah, it was just so busy from then. It just, it just like, you took off, you know. With, yeah. So just to kind of go back a little bit, um, I'm, yeah just kind of interested into how and why you got into jewellery or the applied art department of Ulster yeah. University yeah. um you know were you very creative as children and um, what did you know from like five that you were going to be jewellers um, no I did that come about? well I initially wanted to do painting at uni I always was interested in painting and drawing and I always thought I would go into illustration and then we done our foundation degree where we were able to do like a two-week period of each discipline um, and I'd done the two weeks of painting or two three weeks of painting and I just hated it Um, it just wasn't what I thought it would be and um, there was talks and presentations on each discipline at that time so we could go and find out what they were about and there was a jewellery and silversmithing one and I just went to it and thought it sounded interesting and that was it I just decided to do it so um yeah so I was always into art and crafts since being a kid in primary school and through to secondary school um and it was what I sort of graded well with so I thought well I'll do this for uni um and I just fell into going to the University of Ulster didn't apply to go anywhere else yeah, I was just either. like well if I don't get in here, I'll just not go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Confident. Yeah. Worked out well. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but I knew this is what I was good at. So I went with the sort of intention that I might do fashion, might do photography. Didn't really know. Um, and yeah, I did the few weeks of, I think I did painting and photography and something else. And then... I went to a lecture and it was by Cara and Anne and they were talking about the jewellery and silversmithing course and I thought well this is this sounds good yeah. so yeah I just kind of same thing yeah I never really kind of overthought anything it just seemed to just be yeah I'll go for this yeah we'll do this and yeah just, that was it really your degree show work there is a lot even though it's it just it feels very strange to say they were so different, but the forms were so yeah, no, similar yeah. in uh -huh. them, you know, and even you know, how you um translated those forms, like mm -hmm. yours was Martin yours was um gold leaf and it was very yeah, sculptural, sculptural and, and yeah. um but yours your forms were very soft and then on this quite structured um, mm -hmm. you know, bangles and stuff, mm -hmm. they were absolutely beautiful. So there was definitely seemed like there was a common language between yeah. both of them even though you both had your own individual style yeah mm -hmm. I mean did, was that something that you acknowledged whenever you were in uni that it um, was I don't think so no I don't like that I think Looking I always back, loved Martin's work and when we was like sitting like he would just like throw stuff together and it would look amazing and I'd be like oh I wish I could do that but like I never really thought, you know, our stuff was that similar. It wasn't until I think we left and we looked back at it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's funny, like remember. even like we both still have our sketchbooks from uni and we would look back at just things that we never showed anyone. Yeah. And like we'd have the same idea. Yeah. Like yeah. Drawn I think that's why it works so it well so now because we would be trying to think of something to make. Mm -hmm. And I like it literally was like the other week, I think we were trying to think of something and I said to you oh I was looking through my old sketchbook and I came across this idea but you had done sketches from the night before and she had drew the same exactly thing fine. and she was like no, I, think, I was like we should do this and then I was like Laura I drew that like three years ago <laughs> yeah but I think that's why it works so well now because we kind of do have that yeah. similar style and just kind of yeah. the same way of life yeah very much so yeah. yeah that's brilliant and then whenever you were saying um so whenever you left Martin you went down a more sort of technical 
route and yeah. then you went down sort of more inspiration route and mm-hmm. traveling and things like that yeah mm-hmm. do you think that changed your practice as individuals or do you think it just fueled what you were already sort of doing um i think maybe subconsciously it fueled it mm-hmm. it probably dug up stuff that i didn't know was there yeah um, some of your photographs were beautiful yeah we're all just looking back at old yeah. photos and things as well looking for inspiration even just like two colors together mm-hmm. you know yeah, i think mine probably changed that wee bit because when i done the masters i was just wanting to do sculptural you know it was very decorative exhibition-y style work yeah. but then the way the masters went it was like or at least i felt anyway it was like you had to really change your work to make it commercial and i really struggled with that mm-hmm. um because the stuff that I was coming up with it was so far away from what I had been doing that it really wasn't good anymore so I was like say I had a really good idea that maybe would have been a cool sculpture piece I was like okay how do I make this commercial mm-hmm. so then it was just ended up kind of a bit weird so yeah I don't, that kind of was whenever I decided maybe I wanted to make jewellery instead because okay. you know I was obviously into trying to make things commercial and functional for so long that then it does kind of change your thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, obviously you do need to make money off what you do. So yeah. the stuff that I had been doing in undergraduate, you weren't necessarily going to make like a business out of, at least straight away anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously whenever I work, went to work in Paint to Earth, Tanya's work was very commission-based, you know, like skilled jewellery. So then that again changed my work into like okay now I was thinking more about setting stones and working more traditionally as yeah. well so yeah it's kind of just like a mix of everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you done your master's at the Austrian University? Yeah. Was yeah. that straight after you graduated from yeah. the CA course? Yeah. yeah. Um, why did you decide to do a master's? Uh, at the time I always wanted to do a master's and um, yeah from like first year I wanted to do a master's I think I just wanted to have that extra year of having done the degree work and work I was really happy with and then I felt that doing the master's would have really like progressed that and I suppose it's like when you look at all the people whose work you like and all and you see that they have master's degree and whatever it's like that's just the next thing to do you know it's the next thing everyone does but um it probably wasn't really the right thing to do at that time. Okay. Do you feel me? going straight in? I, I mean, I know I would have struggled myself going yeah. in straight into masters. Yeah. Just because it is so. It was mentally crazy tiring yeah. to do your degree to then you know continue on and do a masters from it. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have had a different experience if you'd maybe had separation? Oh, or definitely. Or, yeah. yeah. I think we like talked a few times, being like, I feel like now I could go and do it. Yeah. Because I, you know, we have such a clear idea now of what we want yeah. to do. Whereas at the time. I was like, okay, I want to make this, but didn't necessarily know yeah. where to go with it or whatever. So yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest regret I have about that has not taken a few years out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still ended up here. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it still worked out. Yeah. yeah. So when did you establish that you wanted to have your own studio spaces? We're in your studio right now mm-hmm. in Randall's time. Are you from Randall's time? Yeah. 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 And um, so what, how did you, I'm from Fermanagh. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> I literally moved up and moved to Belfast um, just to come to the studio every day. I see here already. Yeah, I had, literally the day I moved to Belfast, I had never been in Ramblestown yeah. before. I was just taking Martin's word for it that he had a studio here and it was doing really well. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> I just rocked up with my toolbox. I was like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Moved in. Yeah. Great. That is some serious commitment yeah. though to like yeah. move 
away from home to yeah, kind yeah. of but confidence as yeah. well and obviously you have a great relationship so you mm-hmm. establish a business together um you know but to then yeah move your whole life mm-hmm. really i mean northern ireland isn't really that big but yeah. you know it's still commitment but what um you had you got your studio then when you were doing your masters no, no. i didn't get the studio until after i finished working in newcastle so i done the masters then I can't, I, you know, honestly, I can't remember if I took a year out or if I went straight into working <laughs> in Newcastle, but it wasn't that long of a gap anyway. And then whenever I was working down there, then I decided I had kind of had a few commissioning jobs on whilst I was working down there. And then I just decided I wanted to go full time. So I didn't have a studio for a good few months after leaving. Um, and I was like, really, I ended up getting in here just because I needed somewhere to meet clients Mm -hmm. because I was making wedding rings and engagement rings for people and I didn't have anywhere to take appointments and anything like that because I was working from home so it was really I ended up just getting in here because I needed it you know I needed the space it wasn't necessarily because I couldn't do what I was doing it was just purely to meet people so yeah got it like it wasn't quite two years ago but you know it was coming up to two years so yeah brilliant and just kind of looking around then you've got a very traditional, what I would assume traditional, the Jiller's bench. Yeah. Could you talk through your your actual space? I mean, you make clients here and you bake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk us through, yeah, just just the actual space? Yeah, so, um, it's not a big space, but really it was all we needed. Like, it, like you said, we meet clients and we make, so I didn't want it to have a shop front or anything like that. I've never really been interested in having that. So we just have my big bench because it was whenever I was here on my own, I didn't know there was going to be another bench. <laughs> but um, yeah, I got some funding from the Arts Council not that long before I got the studio. So I got some equipment, like we have a polisher and a few setting tools and just some metal working tools. So that definitely helped again. I had more equipment, so I needed Mm-hmm. room to put that in mm-hmm. um but yeah so with my bench and it's kind of where the metal work i would say gets done yeah. um and we have like a few bits of homemade equipment as well <laughs> so we do like f- our own photography and stuff so there's like a patch oh, wow. together oh, wow. <laughs> like yeah, box. Yeah. Um, i mean it works so that's the main thing but can you describe sorry because yeah. it's quite a, an interesting uh concoction can you describe yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's so yeah. it's basically a sheet of white perspex that we bent over the fire <laughs> in my house because okay. I could get it to bend um, for the backdrop of the light box and then there's two panel lights at each side so it's like white LED panels so there's not an actual light bulb it's the whole the whole like face off it is the light if that makes any sense yeah. and then it's just in the steel box to reflect the light and then it takes out any of the more yellow roof lights as well so there's not that mix of that genius. lighting <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did think those are two saucers stuff well basically <laughs> they're the lights that i used to use whenever my workshop was in my shed at home okay <laughs> and they were hanging from the ceiling but they used to click off and then I could put them in the light box. <laughs> Brilliant. So now, Brilliant. now we have roof lights. Yeah. So they can stay in there permanently. Engineering, right? Yeah. At its best, yeah. yeah so yeah, that's that set up. But I mean, I think it works pretty well. Yeah, no, you it know, does. Yeah, good results. Um, and you were saying about funding. Are you applying for Cyber Arts Council funding, or yes. have you applied for any other funding as a joint business, or is it all individual? Something that we're, kind of goes into the business. We're applying for the SIOP this year. Brilliant. Um, I don't think we've applied for anything else recently anyway. No, um, Yeah, we're applying just basically the ones that are coming up. So like yeah. there's this, the few Arts Council ones, there's like the SIOP, then we'll probably apply for the Rosemary James one. Yeah, we just kind of keep our eyes open, to be we honest. We have it all on the board. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, like, well, there's only, like, rub them off there, when we've applied for them. Yeah, <laughs> we've applied for a few, like, competitions and stuff like that as well. And if there, there's been a few call-outs for um, galleries and stuff like that that are stocking soon, so we applied for those as well. 
but yeah. How do you divide up those tasks? Like every day, so I'm going to ask you about your routine as well, but like every mm-hmm. day, um, do you have, you know, Nora, you do wax carving and Martin, you do setting, or is it that you kind of mix and match? Or like in terms of a- applying for things, you know, how does that? Well, just kind of, well, we come in in the morning and we just kind of know in our own heads what we need to do. Yeah. Um. Because I know there's things that I don't want to do <laughs> or not as good we'll at like, yeah. as Martin. Like yeah. I would focus more on the wax carving. Martin yeah, so that's what Laura's been to more into the wax. stone setting. So I know like if there's a stone to be set, I'm not gonna go near it. Yeah. Um she wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I don't want nothing to do with it. Um so there's always something to be carved out of wax. Um, yeah. And yeah, with applications and stuff, we can, we work with them together, definitely. Yeah. We don't We would do kind of do those, like, if we have stuff, like, today, we were doing one, so Laura was carving a few wax things, because we just try to keep that every day now, yeah. to mm-hmm. build that up, so as if we, one of our stockists needs more stuff, that can just go straight to get cast, because all of our work's one-off, so it's not moulded, yeah. so it's, like, just constantly having to carve stuff mm-hmm. um, and then add a few stones to make settings for so like Laura would carve it and then I would do the wax setting for mm-hmm. the stone <clears throat> but then in the afternoon we had an application form to do so it was just like we'll do that in the morning and in the afternoon we just both sat and yeah. done the application. You guys so. sound so organised. Sorry, I'm just going to really dumb it down, but you say carving. Um, I've yes. seen on your Instagram, um, like these little blues, is that the wax? Yes. Yes, so that's so wax. Is, that, is mm-hmm. that what you're carving, or are you actually carving metal as well? Can you do that? <laughs> so when we first started with like different textures and stuff in metal, I was like using graver tools and like sort of engraving cool. into metal. And then we discovered wax. Um, sort of after that, and yeah. yeah, we just carved into the wax now, and yeah, yeah, put into it. Now, how did you upskill? Because, um, from University of Ulster, you're kind of taught, um, sort of uh, quite a range of skills, but mm-hmm. wax mm-hmm. carving and stone setting aren't ones that are necessarily yeah. focused on that um, yeah. intensively. How did you? How do you upskill? How do you gauge? Um, you know, improve on your on your skill sets and things like that. Wow. Do you do training courses or? Is it YouTube or is it, you know, yeah. off other makers? Well, after, or maybe whenever I was still on the Masters, I remember I was trying to work out whatever I was trying to come up with stuff to make for the Masters. I remember just buying loads of wax because I was always interested in it. And I think probably literally since then, so that was maybe 2015, I've done the Masters. Yeah. I just bought a ton of wax and the tools and whatever. I probably literally spent the next three years just making whatever like just figuring out how to do it and mm-hmm. um, like buying soft waxes and hard ones and mm-hmm. never actually got anything cast just literally was sitting in the shed just literally making like maybe 20 things you know every day just figuring out how to do it probably half time didn't work and then kind of got not that long before Laura came I had maybe got one thing cast, yeah. which turned out really good, and then we just went straight into yeah. it. I think Martin did all the hard work at the start, <laughs> and like figured out what's the best wax to use, and sort of did yeah. the research behind it, and then I sort of just waltzed in. He was like, okay, so if this is the best wax, this is what we're going to use, and yeah. I was like, right, okay, sat down, and just started And then she just ended up things. being better at it. So <laughs> see my stones in and just yeah. done it myself definitely like watched youtube videos mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, as well. instagram too There's definitely pages on instagram yeah. that have good tips yeah um and yeah just i learned some setting whenever i worked in newcastle with tanya and paint earth um but yeah just everything else was pretty much just self-taught and it's still like every day yeah you're just... you are like learning every day because the yeah. more you do it obviously yeah the more you learn. Yeah, like at the minute with our pendants and rings and stuff like that, 
our stone settings have all turned to kind of flush settings so that's basically where the stone is in the metal as opposed to having claws or anything like that and it just makes it for our stuff because it's more sculptural it's like a more seamless you know it doesn't really affect the design mm -hmm. but that's the same thing it's just i've been doing them for a few months and i've kind of just figured out slowly how to do them better you know mm -hmm. so definitely still learning but yeah. it's like just by doing it mm -hmm. and yeah, same with wax it really is incredible like some of the things you guys make and i'm like oh i graduated with you i've not i've gone <laughs> to courses like i've gone over to scotland and yeah. courses in like wax carving, wax stone setting, and I just don't have the patience or dedication mm. to sort of sit there and do that. So to hear yeah. that you guys are like whipping them out, you know, multiple I think it helps having someone amazing. else yeah. there with you because I know if I was sitting doing it by myself, I'd drive yeah. myself mad yeah. Yeah, and well, I'd get bored yeah. of myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I think having someone else in the room with you even just to like yeah. distract you mm -hmm. whilst you're just getting on with it really helps. Well, like that's why it definitely took me three years to figure out <laughs> Because I just sat staring at the ceiling half of the day. And then Laura came and it's like, right, we have this to do, this to do. So it's definitely about for motivation. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's the best form of motivation. Because you don't want to let the other person down either. Yeah. You know, you need to like keep going for their sake as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you have a preferred metal or even preferred stones that you're predominantly using in your work? Is there one that you favour more? Um, just aesthetically or even practically both of us prefer a yellow yeah, gold definitely we don't use it as often as we would like to use it just because it is so <coughs> expensive and what is yellow gold it's <laughs> um <laughs> well most of if we do do yellow gold it's nine carat so it would just be like that step up from silver but I mean, if we like it for the colour, really, yeah, you know, it's definitely for me, that's, that's why I like it. Mm -hmm. And in terms of working with metal, I definitely think it's a nicer metal to work in. Because yeah. um, it's kind of like, a, you know, you work in copper and you really like working in silver. But now it's like, I kind of hate silver and I want to work <laughs> in gold. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you find a difference? Like, do you have to adapt your techniques whenever you're working in 9 carat, 18 carat? And have you done 24 carat? Or is that yeah. you? Well, really, I'm definitely more like, nervous about working there. True. Yeah, it's not a bad thing though. I think yeah. you're definitely you're more, more careful, careful. Definitely. Um, and then for like stone setting, you know, it's a lot easier to set in eighteen carat because it's a lot softer. Mm -hmm. So there's that kind of difference, but not not nothing crazy. No, you know, it's just a nicer, you know, working in like eighteen carats, nicer and cleaner. Yeah, it's definitely say, cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, than working in like nine because it has copper and stuff in it yeah you know so it can be annoying to clean up um, and in terms of like stones we've started using a lot of rubies um brightly sapphires, colored yeah. stones yeah like really nice deep colors yeah because yeah. yeah. mm -hmm. that nice contrast <clears throat> against the yellow gold well. yeah 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 see, which is great mm -hmm. yeah and yellow gold always photographs really well True. for us as yeah. well I your photographs are amazing. Like, and I know you, that you guys put in a lot of in terms of your Instagram, which I feel is like the main social media platform mm -hmm. that we talk yeah. about. But it is such a visual. It's perfect for makers. Yeah, yes, a great medium. It's brilliant. I mean, like, are all those photographs? Um, I know you sometimes share other people's photographs, mm -hmm. but with your traveling, like, is that a very important part of, you know, the business and the inspiration behind? Um. Yeah, definitely. Like. Just, as I said, like putting colours together or like, mm -hmm. you know, I would have seen an amazing sunset and photographed that and I'm just looking back and like, oh, these two colours, the pinks and the oranges, like clashing colours and um, even just textures, stuff like that. And yeah. You, Laura's started doing the Instagram more like, just kind of like a mood board. Yeah. You know? It the, is, God, it's yeah. Really so it's kind of just nice as a personal thing. Like, yeah. Cause we both kind of get frustrated with Instagram and Facebook and stuff because it's like you feel like you have to do it yeah. for the business and for marketing and it can take over like we spent entire days just trying to get photographs or editing photographs yeah. or whatever whereas you just we kinda... sort of stopped taking it so serious now yeah. and just thinking okay this is just our own space where we can throw in whatever inspiration yeah. we want <clears throat> you know there's no rules yeah. I feel like it makes sense it. more for other people because if they see one of our rings or a pendant 
it's kind of like there's inspiration pictures there as well so it's like okay yeah. you understand the, the stuff that we're inspired by yeah you know as a viewer i think like each piece that you make because it is handmade and it's all made specifically for each individual item um there's so much to look at and take in mm -hmm. and consider within one photograph so it's quite nice to have you know like uh that ring that you were doing um the beautiful one with mm -hmm. all the multicolored stones that I think you were saying was possibly an exhibition piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so that's quite intricate. And then having a really lovely photograph of some sort of foliage or something beside it kind yeah. of breaks up the sort of intensity of how Definitely. incredible your pieces are. So it gives it space yeah. to kind of breathe as yeah. well, which is really, really lovely. Yeah. Um, that's brilliant. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think with Instagram, you can get so absorbed. Mm -hmm. from other people's content as well yeah um and I, I find i find that really hard to kind of break away from but within your own practice how do you use um allow yourselves to well i don't even know what i'm asking uh, <laughs> but in terms of trends i mean it seems to be jewelry tends to pick up trends a lot quicker yeah um than than most mm -hmm. mediums but a, are you aware? Do you um, even really look into those kind of things, or is that something you're just not interested in at all? I don't think we really follow any no, trends really. because I think if you go after a trend, you're not really inspired by it. Yeah. We're just we're just inspired by what we love, and yeah, you know. Well, it's kind of different because we, at least, well, maybe not right now, but we aim to be in kind of like a higher end market mm -hmm. like that slightly bad but no you definitely achieve it like it's catching yeah. and stuff yeah know? so maybe like <laughs> high streety trends mm -hmm. wouldn't be the kind of thing that we would look more at it would be like say people that are exhibiting in the goldsmith fair which is, you know a huge jewelry fair in london or just like big contemporary makers would be what we would be mm -hmm. more looking at so say for example just like yellow gold is a huge thing in the goldsmith's fair you know so that's a very noticeable thing that's like their work looks amazing and it's yellow gold so maybe that influenced the fact that we like working yeah. in yellow gold so much or you would see a lot of big designers starting to use pearls but I, yeah it's just it's not kind of like the normal everyday trends it would be yeah. more i don't know if but it's like fields, yeah or is it like fashion like fashion trends i'm not yeah. i'm not sure i think we just kind of Go with what we want our to do. Style, yeah, yeah. Well, style. I think that's what everyone, yeah, that we like does. It's mm -hmm. like everyone has their very. Yeah, and we don't want to be sort of changing every season either. No. We want no. to have no. like a signature style and yeah. stick by that. Um, with just small to changes and mm -hmm. progress. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. just develop like as opposed to doing something completely different this time next year. Yeah. So then, on an everyday basis. What is, do you both come in at the same time? Do you kind of, like you were saying, that you come in and you kind of know what you need to do? Mm -hmm. Is that sort of a pre-thought out, okay, for this month we're going to do this, this, this? Or is it... It kind of just work day to day. Yeah. Really? Well, what like, sort of needs to be done? Because we're getting, you know, we'll get work in and it won't be needed done until a few months' time. Mm -hmm. Then we could get work in and it needs to be done in a few weeks' time. So it's yeah. kind of just... Or it's like if prioritize it that way. If we know that we need to make stuff to stock somewhere, like you know that that's what we have to do for the next week or two. But yeah, so yeah, it's just kind of like you go from one thing to another, but it's not really yeah. like it's not written down. We never anywhere. actually have a discussion of right. Okay, this we don't sit down and say right. This is what we need. To no, do, really, we kind of no. just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. every piece kind of made almost equally between the two of you. So if one is waxing, yeah. not waxing, but one is doing waxing <laughs> and the other one is doing stone setting, you know, it's constantly back and forth to, yeah. to get it finished. So if it's like a commission piece or like quite a big piece, we'll sit down and design together mm -hmm. and then we'll decide, right, does that need to be wax carved or what? So yeah. we'll go that way. But other pieces for like stockists and things like that selling on Etsy, I'll just be like sitting playing and hoping something comes out of it. And Well, no, you would like, if we were doing pendants, you would carve the main part of out of wax mm -hmm. and then 
I would do like, you know, if, if it's something that has leaves on it, that's a different kind of wax. Mm-hmm. So I do that. He's and better maybe, at like yeah, well, I maybe join it together. Small little leaves and yeah. things like more of a and then I'll hacker. give it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it back to Laura and she'll put like the texture on it. Yeah, it's kind of like it's just we'll just board. pass it between each other. I'll be like, okay, so what do you think of that? And he's like, yeah, and then he'll do a wee bit to it. Yeah, and then he'll give it back to me and I'm like, oh yeah, that looks good. Um, I'll just do something else and we'll kind of yeah. yeah. And it's the same when it gets cast. Then you know, Laura will clean it up. And then I'll take it and put the stone in it, and then she'll finish it. <laughs> and, yeah, but it's kind of it's funny because like neither of us can do do everything. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same if we make most of our commissions. We do just make by hand, yeah. so from you know raw metal materials. But it would be the same thing. It would be like yeah, you would maybe make the band, and I would do the setting, and then whatever. No, it's just passed between us, yeah. Just yeah. whoever's free, I suppose. Who yeah. Who's doing something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're kind of painting the picture of it being, like, super dreamy and, like, knowing yeah. you guys a little bit, like, I kind of imagine that it is what it is, but do you find <laughs> there's any struggles with working as business as two people? Or anything that has surprised you that you maybe hadn't considered beforehand? I mean, it's not getting awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think. I hope not. No, I think <laughs> no, it's actually so. surprised me how easy, how easy it has been. Yeah. Because I thought, sort of, like almost a year in, by now we would have had some sort of disagreement yeah. on something, but it's been pretty. Like anything that we have sort of thought, oh no, I don't agree with that, we've just like left it, thought about it overnight, and one of us has said, oh yeah, you know, you, that was not yeah. a thing to do or whatever. But we've never had like any big. Yeah. I feel like, though, if it's something that, like, maybe if one of us makes something or whatever, and then the other one doesn't like it, generally we just end up agreeing with each other anyway, because it's like, oh yeah, Yeah. it's maybe not that good, or... Yeah. I think because we're both quite particular as well, Yeah. that we don't want to put work out there that isn't that the best standard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think you have... um, language you know is there that visual like I, I personally say it but do you think that each time you make something do you ever experiment or push yourself and come up with something that's really weird and quite cool mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily fit the consistency of what you've done before has that happened yet or um well maybe when we start making something it'll just be a disaster or we're like oh no it doesn't look right or that's yeah. too far away from what our style is and we'll put it away in a box mm-hmm. and then we'll come we'll find it like a few months later and we'll take sort of that idea and we'll yeah. have something fresh to add to it and it will sort of then work yeah yeah that's quite sickening that sounds just <laughs> I just if I do if I mess up I'm like oh, back that and just finish I think is the box it's quite funny because I have a box like I never bid my mm-hmm. wax um I've like all my mistakes are just sitting in a box of wax and yeah. I'll just be poking through it one day and I'll pull out something that Martin's yeah, made true, like yeah. two or three years yeah. ago and be like, uh-huh, this is mm-hmm. kind of cool. But I think it's like also this. happened so many times where we've made something and then because it's kind of like you are sort of learning yourself every day, we'll make it and then it'll be like, maybe it's okay, but then we'll do something like two months later mm-hmm. And it'll be so much better because we've figured out how to do it better. Yeah. So I think from that, you know that if you just yeah. leave it, yeah. chances are you'll be better at it down yeah. the line I think anyway. That's why doing all of our jewelry one of a kind works really for, well mm-hmm. for us as well because we'll make something yeah, stuck with it. Um, and we'll think it's lovely. Yeah, that's brilliant. We'll mm-hmm. sell that, mm-hmm. and then like a few months later, we'll have progressed so much. And we're like, oh, that wasn't as good as what we're making now. So it's yeah. good that we're not stuck with that old design. You know, we're yeah, constantly, yeah. I think everything we put out, I think we both agree that everything yeah. we put out is getting slightly better each time. Yeah. Yeah. So just to explain that, it's the now everything we do that's in the shops is made one off. So like every single pendant is made from start to finish. But mm-hmm what a lot of people do and what we had started doing was say making a collection and then have because it's wax you have molds made so it's like you can say get like whatever 10 or 100 of them done Mm -hmm. and you could have that forever 
But instead of doing that, now we just make each thing one, on its own because then it's yeah. like there's that natural progression as well, yeah. and it's not like you're still selling the work from those molds that you made a year ago along with stuff that's a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So you're kind of owning the making process, perhaps just a little differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, than yeah. what you saw previously. Yeah. How does it work designing for commission? Uh, pieces with customers how do you make sure that if the customer's coming to you because they like your aesthetic that you fulfill that brief I mean do, how much influence does a customer have or is that just dependent on the customer um, and what they want I mean yeah we'll usually get the customer in here and have a good chat with them see what they really like mm-hmm. um, you know metal wise colour wise stone wise yeah. um, and we'll always like stay in contact with them during the design stages. So like if I make something wax, I'll photograph it and send it to them to make sure they're happy enough with it before it's cast in a metal and we'll source stones and send photos or even get them in to look at the stones. Sort of, yeah. So yeah, they're very involved in yeah. it. Um so it's definitely, as much as yeah. they want to be, yeah. It's definitely different for every single person though. Mm-hmm. There is people obviously who want what they want. And then there'll be people that are more open to Yeah, just let you do whatever yeah, they want. Yeah, like. changes you yeah. know halfway through or whatever. They sort of leave you to it too. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer to be just kind of left to it or do you prefer being told I want this? Um it's quite nice to be left to it because you can just do something completely different and yeah. something that they would never have thought of. But it's also nice to know that um, I guess. <laughs> before you finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's nice to have a variety. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how um, you're obviously on the main street, mm-hmm. oh, main street in Manchester. Um, how do you find your customers? I mean, is it how did it start off? Was it, you know, through going to these wedding fairs or is it friends of, you know, word of mouth or how do you kind of gain those? Because for high end, to kind of go in mm-hmm. straight into high end is quite a difficult yeah. thing. Like yeah. generally, um, other makers would maybe have come from a certain background to, yeah. to gain that kind of, uh, I can't think of the word, but like, yeah, reach. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I start out, doing my own work I, I don't know I just went straight in at that the first few commissions I got were for like wedding rings or engagement mm-hmm. rings so was I never Facebook, yeah they were always yeah. through Facebook but mm-hmm. I had never made like sort of cheaper silver pendants or earrings or like I'd never done anything to necessarily get known yeah it would just came in and um sometimes I would have just made like engagement rings or whatever and posted them on Facebook and I suppose it's like you start as you mean to go on do you know what I mean I always had the opinion that if you start off in making like more fashion jewelry or you know the cheaper sort of stuff then that's where you kind of get stuck yeah I think we've done the same thing as well we're now most of our Clients come in through Instagram or Facebook, mm-hmm. but it's obviously like word because of mouth, what we're so big thing as well. Because well, yeah. we'll have people in, and they will have said, "Oh, you made a ring for yeah. my friend's cousin or something." You know, there's some sort of mm-hmm. like connection between most of them as well, um, and then just online as well, like Etsy. Yeah. Um, Are you finding Etsy as a platform? It's okay. We would get. It was really strange. Like I started off, it was really quiet. We didn't get much off Etsy. Yeah. And then for a few months, it just, everyone was coming off Etsy. Yeah, really um, a lot from like London and Scotland yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but now it's kind of like, yeah, quieted off a bit now yeah. as well. It's just, I don't know. Like, I don't know much about Etsy. I really should like read up on it more. But I mean, Etsy is a platform. Like, I would use Etsy myself. And I think the handy thing is that if I have a, like an, an item that I remake mm-hmm. each time and you're not having to remake mm-hmm. the listing. Would you, for Etsy, for example, would you have things that you would make multiples of or would you, you know, you're tinkering about and you're yeah. experimenting, you do kind of the Facebook thing that you said about mm-hmm. you make an engagement ring and then you put it up 
Mm. And you know, are you making a new listing every single time? No, we have. So whenever we done the wedding fair, we made collections of engagement rings and wedding rings for men and women, and those are what's on Etsy. But okay. the things that we've sold on Etsy, we created an item that was basically like a bespoke service. So it wasn't necessarily an item, as it was just that service that people could buy into. Yeah. So the work that we were getting on Etsy was say someone was going into one of our wedding rings, like we. Probably one of the most popular ones, we have ones that are based on gorse, so they're engraved with a design that's based on gorse. But it would be people messaging from Etsy saying, could they get a custom version of that? Mm -hmm. So they necessarily weren't buying that one that was on Etsy, but they were getting one like that to fit around their engagement ring yeah. or something. So Yeah, yeah. or a different metal. Or... Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like everyone was made anyway. It wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. that we were selling the one. Yeah. On the site, if that makes sense. Fantastic. How different is it then, not meeting your client in terms of sizing, or you know, is that how have you worked that bit out selling online? Um, it's been okay. We're yeah, just very has... thorough. Yeah, asking. we make sure that they know their ring size and yeah, everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's worked so far. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely just we kind of have a list of questions now that we know that we need to ask before they go ahead and we make sure that if it is an engagement ring we get the exact measurements of the stone that they have because if it's a curve we need to be able to match yeah that's what's like happening the, that's the right difficult <laughs> part is yeah. trying to um, fit a uh, wedding band or an eternity band yeah. around an engagement ring that we don't yeah. have in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really um, ask them to send it. Yeah. No. You know, it's no. So we've done that quite a few times and I mean, we've had no complaints. So yeah. how do you even manage that? You know, especially if it's a curve, because I understand, you know, if it's mm -hmm. a square stone, you're like, oh, it's 15 by 15 yeah. or something. Yeah. But for a curve specifically, like the, the gradient can be so different. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, well, we would get the measurements, like the length and the width and then what we have been doing was making that mm -hmm. in like and cutting that out of like even just paper or something like that so yeah. we actually have the physical mm -hmm. you know the oval say it is yeah and we have that we size and that. dimensions yeah. and then we put it on the ring stick and make around that but obviously there's like there's there is a difference mm -hmm. so you do have to be aware of the fact that um it's not just as simple as obviously it's a three-dimensional thing yeah but we would get pictures of people's engagement rings on as well so yeah. we could tell how high up the stone sits yeah and what kind of setting it's in and how thick the band is geniuses <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely difficult to work out but yeah. it has worked so yeah, it has worked so far yeah great. i assume like quite a few people do it so mm -hmm. yeah fantastic right. so uh what's um on the horizon then i mean do you have any fairs coming up or um, any really big commissions that you would like to talk to us about for it? Um, well, we're currently, we have a ring of in Hallmark at the minute. This pearl ring. Which is what are you talking about? <laughs> peacock pearl ring. Um, so it's probably the most adventurous sort yeah. of ring we've done. Mm -hmm. Um, just something for galleries and yeah, we've applied for a lot a of the stuff. Yeah, well. a lot of stuff we've been making has been specifically for selling. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to bear that in mind when you're making it. This we kind of like right. We're not even gonna think about this. Yeah. Has to be sold or anything. We're just gonna make something yeah. really big and cool that we'll want. Yeah, it's just gonna visually, make it yeah, make it yeah. impact. But we've entered um a few competitions and exhibitions with it already. So we're just kind of waiting on hearing back from that. And then I suppose like for the future of the businessy stuff, we're looking at getting more stockists and hopefully getting some overseas as well. Mm -hmm. And just work, working on expanding that because that's what we want to do. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so to be a wee bit crude, um, I would know for ceramics, but whenever you're looking for stockists, are you looking specifically for sale or return or mm -hmm. wholesale? How does that work with? your type of jewellery I mean is that viable is that possible or is that not something that everywhere really seems to be sale or return, return yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. especially like we've looked at a few overseas and they seem to all be sale or return so you know yeah. it, you know it's 
if that's just the way it is, that that's fine. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. And yeah. is it um stockists that are exclusively for jewellery or is it like craft as a whole? Um well, I mean we're in Pinder Earth, the shop based work in, in Newcastle and it's all kinds of craft and like our jewellery goes really well down there. Mm -hmm. Um and then we're in another place in Bangor, Robinsons and it's just jewellery, mm -hmm. and then the ones that we've looked at overseas have been the same. It's either been a craft shop or a jeweller yeah. shop, so it's just like it's just different, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And kind of, yeah. yeah, you look at who else they're stocking to, you know, make sure that you obviously fit in. Yeah, as and well. also for them to look after your work as well, yeah. because you know there is care that needs for display mm -hmm. that needs to be considered for that. But these are obviously picking like stockists; they're all jewellers, and <laughs> yeah, they're. Perfect. Yeah, so yeah, it's one's expanding with them. Yeah, great. Brilliant. And I suppose as you are a team, um, and there are two of you, um, what would you say each other's strengths are? Well, not as weaknesses. Okay, that. Well, <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> Laura is the organised one. Definitely the motivated one. <laughs> um. I mean, those are two pretty, pretty big things. They're pretty intense. You, I feel like you definitely get the stuff done. Oh, <laughs> that's really nice. No, I do it, but you do it. You make me do it. I think Martin is definitely very like naturally talented. Like He can just sit down and just draw something up quickly, and it just looks like, yeah, I can picture this 3D. I'm the complete opposite. I am like ridiculous with a pencil or a pen like I cannot for the life of me do 2d 3d drawing no. um, <laughs> so it is just easier for me to sit down and quickly make something yeah. Yeah. and show it to Martin rather than try and explain it through a drawing um but yeah his drawing skills are insane um and just his knowledge of things as well like he will like sit for hours at night and like watch youtube videos and stuff and he'll come in the next day and he'll know how to do something I'm not like that. As soon as I get home, I kind of just like to switch off. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's very, you're motivated that way, definitely. Yeah, but like in terms of physically like applying for things or like making, you know, the fact that now we've decided to start carving all of our waxes and having them ready to go. Mm -hmm. Like I know I definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't. And I think that's... Yeah. Well, probably anyone on their own would find yeah. out. No, I don't know if that's something, no, like to have if that's just because I'm with you or if that's something I would do anyway, but yeah. I think probably because you're here too, I think it makes me yeah. want to do it. No, I definitely think like you're very inspirational and the fact that you are so motivated and you are and yeah. you know, at the start of the yeah, day exactly. you do make and you do have stuff mm. sitting and you're so prepared and organised in the event of X, Y, and Z. Like, mm -hmm. That's mad. that's brilliant. I, like, can I rent you guys? <laughs> like, that's fantastic. And I suppose as a business model, I would assume that that's gonna you know hold you in really good stead. Right down the line, whatever you need. Me and Martin have both said there's no plan B. This is it. Yeah. Like, this is what we want to do. Yeah. We can't. Neither of us can see ourselves doing anything else. Yeah. So we just have to make it work. Yeah. 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 It's just like learning how to do those things too like it's not as if we were doing that from the start like we didn't start off having a big collection of waxes ready to go like it's yeah. a recent thing where we're like okay we have figured out that we need to do this yeah. and obviously like I said it's like having the motivation to actually be like right this is what we're going to do from now on yeah and, and go on that mm -hmm. um, I think um as a doing myself I know I've whenever I left you here I was like oh okay oh my god I have to do something now and I kind of tried to do far too much and I didn't do yeah. any of them particularly well. Yeah. Is there anything that you've done kind of that maybe hasn't been as considered or that was maybe a mistake in hindsight or something you've invested in that you kind of wish that you'd spent your time or energy on something else? I think when we start out and we were doing the wedding fair, I don't, I don't know if this is what yeah. you were thinking of. Yeah, no, wasn't. Like, like, Damn it, twinning again. Um, we banged that stuff out like we so fast. Spent huge amounts and of money. Crazy amount of money. Um, making a collection 
that we probably didn't need to make at the time. No. And because <laughs> it was made in wax as well, we had literally so just started. Like that was my first week of making. Yeah, we made oh the God. entire collection. We made the entire collection out of wax. Oh, well, that's intensive. Which some of it I look back and say, no, oh, that yes. is good. Yeah. Yeah. But there's other bits because we got molds made as well. So we we spent so much money, we feel like we should be using it. But yeah. because we don't really like, not that we don't like it anymore. It's just we have improved since then. Yeah. It's like. And it was such a fast thing anyway, because Laura came back. Was it August? Mm-hmm. And what was the end of October. September? Wow. Or was it start of October? Start of October, I think. So, like, literally, we had wow. maybe say five weeks to yeah. make everything in wags, get it cast, get it cleaned up, and get all of our do, branding and yeah, our packaging branding and, and everything. I think we just put too much on ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. At the wedding we didn't need half that stuff. No. But now that you're, you know, you can sell on it. Saying if you, mm-hmm. if you were saying we had that sort of deadline or target to kind of meet, and even if it mm-hmm. was really quick, mm-hmm. like you now have beautiful packaging and branding yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So maybe, do you feel maybe that took a bit of weight off? Yeah, oh, I think yeah. one of my favorite, my favorite things is our packaging yeah. and our branding. I love it. I don't think I'll ever. No. It is timeless as well. Like which yeah. is yeah. so great that it is. Also, our um, friend Olivia of McGuigan designed it. So yeah. she done the masters with me, and yeah. just shut her out. <laughs> she done yeah. an amazing design on it, so yeah, like we were really so well. happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think now it's not a bad thing either because now if we are doing something, and maybe we do kind of rush it, it's like that's always in my head. Yeah, it's like you're always thinking of the bad experience. Just, yeah, don't, don't just throw something out yeah. for yeah. the sake of it just because you've got a deadline. Yeah, it's not yeah because yeah. you know that you're gonna look back at it and be like. That was so rushed or whatever so yeah. it's not a bad thing to have you know in yeah. your head and we did it we made that mistake pretty early on so yes yeah. good to get that out of the way yeah <laughs> no i think and i think you know it seems like it was a really helpful mistake as well because yeah. as you say you can you know look back on it and learn mm-hmm. from it but again you still have these items which you have made mm-hmm. have paid for yeah but yeah. you can still sell them themselves and yeah. i'm sure that i haven't seen them up close but i'm sure that they are beautiful you Mm-hmm. looks gorgeous so it's not going to be much different from that <laughs> even if it's highly stressed or anything like that but um do you have any inspiration for people who may be considering either starting a jewelry business or considering collaborating with other people in a more permanent you know that it's not just a one-off collaboration do you have any tips or advice um, i think it's definitely something that probably a lot more people should do i feel like when there's so many jewelers and even at uni you would have heard people talking about it and everyone's just in their own wee bubble mm. and it's weird that everyone just does that so I think mm-hmm. definitely like it's something that people should consider but at the same time I don't think it would work for everyone no I think because me and Martin are so similar we you know yeah. similar personalities as well similar sense of humor you know yeah but even even if it wasn't in terms of having a business and just having a shared studio like that's a, yeah, that's that such a massive thing. Yeah. Yeah, just having someone else there. Yeah. And even if they're working on something separate, like even something completely different, like a different media or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it would be yeah, good so to helpful like to have other people to bounce ideas off. Just get a yeah, yeah, yeah. get a inspiration off them. Yeah. And Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, we usually like to ask towards the end of our little episode some quick conversation mm-hmm. questions, um, that are totally random. Uh, so you said that you often listen to music yeah. in the studio. Uh, what type of music are you into? What was the last thing you listened to? Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not weird. I think in the background of all of our Instagram videos is Ben Howard playing. Yeah, literally. Um, so it's always like some sort of like chilled music going. Yeah. I think it helps us. <laughs> the last album I bought was Aurora, who we've started listening to. It's yeah. possibly a bit depressing. <laughs> But she's like really, just really weird. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know it's weird. what genre it's you would say it is. You can. Mm. She's from where, like Norway or something. Yeah, so it's like, like Scandinavian it's like, yeah, it's like cool style and, music. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's really. Yeah. I love it. And I like, like, I would be very like the kind of person that if I listen to a certain type of music, it kind of influences what I draw mm, or like yeah. make or whatever. So yeah. I like. She's that. very like naturey. Yeah. 
What is it saying about like? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> is it in English? Like, you oh, yeah, it's in English. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just not. We just like. like she sings about like the nice oceans to to, and yeah. the forest and stuff yeah. like that. And we yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just a pleasant. It's just like a nice sound in the background yeah. more than yeah. anything else. Yeah. If you have to do wax carving or stone setting or hammering, would you change the music up to kind of get you? And the rhythm for it, like, would it be like ultra rave? No, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would like that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to try that out. That would be great. Well, I mean, every Instagram video you assume that Laura is doing that anyway because she's okay. so loud. <laughs> Martin doesn't tell me that he's in the middle of video, and, and I'll just be like, smashing, having a conversation and... with myself in the background <laughs> or like <laughs> chatting away. Smashing berries. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely keep an ear out for that. Yeah. <laughs> you have such a great dynamic. I would like there to be like a big brother kind of set up for you oh, to no. like yeah. you know, to do experience. Because I totally watch that. I think, <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Yeah. It's um, like nine hours of us eating alone. <laughs> that's okay. It's real, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's real like bacon. <laughs> Oh gosh, okay. Um, so what about, are you been to um, movies at all? What was the last film you've watched? I don't watch any films. The last That's movie I watched was actually Toy Story 4. <laughs> okay. Okay, where did you find it? I thought it was really good, yeah. yeah. Did you go alone? Did you have no, I went with my boyfriend. It was his idea to go, so. Ah, okay. I think it's always, like my partner and I love to go to um, certain kids' movies. Like I think one of the first movies mm -hmm. we went to see was like, Penguins in Madagascar or something to do with like uh -huh. those penguins or Paddington Bear, but it's really weird going into kids' films without a child. You're like, oh god, don't make eye contact. Maybe that's going to make it worse. I don't know. Then you overthink the whole situation. You just sit there and watch the movie in shame. Um. Yeah. What else? Uh. Is there any kind of like where, in terms of culture, like where do you kind of find inspiration obviously like your work is very nature based mm -hmm. but do you like theatre do you like going on uh, those cycle tours do you know like it's where do you kind of well I think that is the thing that was like somebody asked you what you're inspired by you kind of have to say like nature or whatever because the stuff is our work's like floral or whatever but yeah. realistically like I said you're inspired by music or just general movies or somewhere mm -hmm, you've been yeah. or conversations like it's not you know it's just like you're influenced but because if this is like such a 24 7 thing yeah. you know, like you live mm, if, you, if it's art something you do it's like you, you live it so yeah. it's like everything you're just sort of inspired by like mm -hmm. laura likes to travel and and like hike and stuff like that so it's like experiences mm -hmm. and walking yeah. the dogs walking the dogs yeah <laughs> yeah. Quite frequently, which I love. yeah but it's not something like we don't look at a plant no like Beautiful plant. I'm yeah. gonna make it and yeah, gold. I think that doesn't work. It doesn't work yeah. like that. It's just and the jeweler's big brother. It's, it's just like, you guys yeah. staring at like this <laughs> pot of ivy for like two and a half hours while eating the yogurt. Well, that actually is far it's not off. Far off. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I think it's just like a subconscious thing that yeah, it's the, the inspiration is there from like a memory or something, but yeah. So you do like to travel, where has been your favourite place to go? I always get asked this question and I never know the answer. Um, because everywhere <laughs> I know, I'm like, so hard for you. I know. I think everywhere I've been it's not been the studio, is it? Amazing, <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? Um oh god. Probably something in Japan. Oh, really? A lot of weirdness, yeah. <laughs> My favourite thing though in Japan was the toilets because they signed to you and yeah. food water at different places. They had like jets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keeping it clean. <laughs> it was love. It was an experience, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that was happening? Like, oh yeah, I was pressing the buttons to make it do. <laughs> okay. Is that going to be the, the latest in the world? Yeah, that's the that <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that. <laughs> that is the weirdest 
thing. It's not your favorite thing. Yeah, that was the weirdest, probably. Um, although some things may have been our favorite thing. But also, like, yeah, 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 my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, if you're going to Japan, definitely try out the toilet. Yeah. Well yeah. Done. Any like particular toilet or like you know? No, it's all like, public toilets. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Spoiled. That's- very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think probably New Zealand is the most mm. visually mm. landscapey inspiration. Yeah, I've gorgeous. never been, but I've heard that it's a bit similar to here, but not. Uh, <laughs> I would say it's like here, but on steroids. Mm. So everything is just extremely like the mountains are extremely rugged and you know a lot taller and mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. great and uh what's the last piece of locally made craft you've bought yeah okay i still can't think it's either, <laughs> i buy so many mugs and i've, I've yeah, bought so many artists i've bought some art about of obviously i weren't there but <laughs> Did um, you? I don't think you felt that. <laughs> Good time think here. Maybe yeah. Adam Free mug. Okay. Or like. You buy a lot of so chopping ma- boards. I do buy so many chopping oh. boards. I don't know who makes them though. What chip are they? Maybe all they have. Like, like cheese board things, but it's like a slice of. Well, you know, it has like the bark on the side of it. Oh, oh. Glenarmage is it? Yeah, the last one I see was out of the Glenarm Castle shop. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, it's like I've bought so many things. Yeah, and the Duffy book binders. I went through so many of them. The sketchbooks. Mm-hmm. Them, yeah, mm-hmm. so many of them. Very nice. What about yourself, Dora? Um, or is Martin the craft buyer? Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Martin's probably the craft buyer. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the last thing I bought. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> something we've made. <laughs> well, I was noticing you're wearing a really beautiful ring. Yes, yeah, that's my that's gorgeous. This is a piece of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what color? This they're like orange stones. Oh, there's red so as it's well. Nine carat yellow gold, and it has rubies and citrines. Garnet. Um, garnet. Is there a sapphire in there somewhere? Possibly. <laughs> who, who knows? That is beautiful. I just went a bit mad. I couldn't decide on a stone, so I just all of them. All. <laughs> nice. That's the best way. Yeah, that's gorgeous. thank you so much for yeah. joining. This has been incredible. Thank you. Really, thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. And so, if people want to find more information about you or find your work, where would they go about doing that? How can they get in touch? Where can they find you? So our website is just CameronBrain.com. Um our Instagram's Cameron Brain, yeah. <laughs> Facebook is Cameron Brain, so yeah, yeah we're not trying Cameron to with a C. Cameron with yeah. a C Brain B R W E N. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah all the information's on there. Just send us an email, send us a wee message over Instagram, whatever. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. We're always on it. <laughs> so <laughs> brilliant episode. Thank you so much to Martin and Laura for taking the time to talk to both Robin and I in their beautiful studio and discuss their business setup. It was such a pleasure to hear them speaking so openly about working together too. Coming up next week is episode four out of five from this first series and our guest is the incredible Nicola Gates of Alanea, a designer and maker who specializes in woven textiles. We can't wait to share Nicola's fantastic episode so join us here next Thursday. Bye!